What's up, everyone? It's Nurse Blake, and welcome to the Nurse Blake Podcast. Today, we are talking all about different nursing specialties. This is part one of a two-part series. Big. Wow. Oh, hi. hi. I didn't see you there. Oh, I snuck up on Sitting you. Sitting right across from me. How's it going, babe? <laughs> Good. What's up? We are in Austin. I love Austin. This is officially day one of our little break that we get on the tour. We have wrapped up leg two of the tour. We have our little break, and then we'll be going into leg three, which is the West Coast. So I'm excited. California, Pacific Northwest, Salt Lake City, Colorado, Phoenix. Sold uh, out. All around Texas. I know. I'm we call it the West Coast leg, but we're including Texas in that. Yeah, Texas too. That's yep. right. So fun. I, I love know. it. And I love Austin. We're up in the Hill Country. If you've never been, the Hill Country is really cool just outside of Austin. Well, I guess Austin's almost in Hill Country. Austin touches the Hill Country. Yeah, yeah. Because it's pretty much flat from like here to Houston. Well, no, basically here to Florida is like perfectly flat. And then as soon as you get to Austin, boom, it's Hill Country. Here to Florida. Oh yeah, yeah here to Florida. Just, uh, you got Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, oh, yeah. Panhandle. Yeah, so Hill Country is kind of like the first part along the southern United States where all of a sudden you've got like real hills. So we used to joke when we moved to Houston that the number one thing to do in Houston is take a, dry, a road trip to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we didn't just move to Austin. So funny. I know. So we are uh, renting a little Airbnb. We are on Lake Travis. Yep. It is so pretty and stunning. Last time we were on Lake Travis, I flyboarded. We flyboarded. Mm-hmm. We flyboarded with your mom. That too. didn't go so well. Let's talk about that because that was a really fun trip. <laughs> that was fun. You're probably wondering what is flyboarding. So what flyboarding is, is you have someone on a jet ski, a professional, and then there allegedly. is- Allegedly. <laughs> and then there is a tube that's attached to essentially like a wakeboard. With rockets attached. <laughs> With rockets attached. <laughs> yeah. And then you're- um, standing on top of the wakeboard and you rise above the water, like into the sky, in the air. It's amazing. So picture like a giant like vacuum tube basically stuck to the nozzle of the jet ski. And then the other end is attached to nozzles on the bottom of your like wakeboard. And essentially you're, you, you can fly. Mm-hmm. You can fly as if you had rockets strapped to your feet. And let me tell you, Blake did it twice, and by the second time, he did straight up a backflip in the air on these things. It was amazing. That was so much fun. I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a backflip, and sure enough, I did. You're really athletic. I Surprising. <laughs> shocking. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Shocking. You really are. I remember when we used to go um, to the trapeze school <laughs> in, oh, Seattle. Yeah, in Seattle. You did a backflip. And caught someone else in midair. That was really fun. Yeah, the trapeze school was close. really fun. Yeah, there was a trapeze school we went to in like yeah. Seattle. It was like uh, no em- big deal. Emerald oh, City trapeze. I also did, oh my God, speaking of my athleticism, I also did like a ropes, a sexy ropes class. Oh yeah. And like a pole class. That well, shit is hard. Yeah, like silks and like all the silks and, and yeah. Stuff. Very Cirque du Soleil. So fun. Yeah. Really, really cool. Um, but going back to Lake Travis and doing flyboarding, yeah, I did a backflip. It was crazy. 
when you fall, you fall hard because you yeah. could just lose control and you're like flying in the air. Yeah. I mean, if you get going sideways, you still have rockets attached to your feet. So I know. you go real fast. It was super fun. Are we going to do that again? I don't, I don't. I, I think don't the water's know. a little cold. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know like, what? I hear it's just a little too cold. I would do it again. I, you know I would do it again. <laughs> oh, I, I love would. water. I yeah. love clean, fresh water. And the water here on Lake Travis is beautiful. It is beautiful. Really pretty. So we took Barb, Brett's mom, yep. on a Austin adventure yep. up here. And we're like, we have to take her flyboarding. Like that's, Oh, she's going to love it. She And how old is she? Like... I mean, mid sixties. She's not at the old. Time, like that's 60s, great. Like, that. like she's gonna love it. So, she, <laughs> like minute two of her on the flyboard, she went probably like ten feet in the air and just came Poor down. Thing. Yeah. So somehow her feet slipped out from under her, and she basically just rocketed straight down <laughs> on top of her head. I felt Poor so bad. Barb. I know. And I mean, you wear helmets uh-huh. because you can hit the water pretty hard, but it'll it'll take the wind out, out of your chest. You know. And uh, yeah, so we did that. And so then we said, you know what? That was too, too much for her. Too extreme. Let's do something really chill and relaxing. Super chill. Sorry, mom, for the rocket mishap. (laughs) So we took Barb tubing. And what's really cool in this area between Houston, Austin, and San Antonio is there are a lot of places where you could float down rivers. And it is a Hardy. Hardy. I mean, if there's two of you, you're bringing the extra tube for your cooler. They have like cooler tubes. Oh, people bring their dogs. It's so awesome. There's probably like three big tubing areas. So you go, you get dropped off, and then you float two, four, six hours down the river. And it's like, okay, picture a busy water park and picture the lazy river but now make it like 10 miles long. Mm-hmm. And that's what is full of like packed. college kids and just families. And, and it is, it is, and it's like their beach. And Barb. And Barb that day. So listen, so we got Barb <laughs> with us. She's still kind of recovering from the rocket mishap. And we're floating down the river. Yeah. And the river we were on, it had this like fast section. Like yeah. it was two concrete walls. And you floated really fast. So it. there was some sort of dam, right? There was like a there was like a, a concrete dam waterfall, and they divert all of the tubers down this sort of slide that they really designed. Fun. It's super cool, fast. Well, somehow she got out of her tube, caught up in another big group who was all tied together, and her tube flipped. I'm and sorry, she was Barb. under <laughs> this group. Now, there are no helmets in this because this is like Lazy River. And somehow she ended up like under a bunch of tubes, thought she was going to drown, lost her sunglasses. It was this whole thing. She even like almost called the cops because there were like resource officers nearby uh-huh. for some reason. And she was like complaining to them. You it need was to funny. wear seatbelt or it was, <laughs> You need to let, whatever. <laughs> it was just... A, a really unusual situation. So get this. So at the bottom of that section, there are like scuba divers and locals that people from tubing down that section, they lose all their stuff. All the time. So then these scuba diver people, they find your stuff and will sell it back to you. <laughs> yeah. They're like, <laughs> yeah, 20 bucks. We paid bucks. more for her sunglasses. So yeah. she lost her sunglasses, her Ray-Bans or whatever. And we didn't have cash with us though. 
oh my God, that's right. Remember? So this really nice guy's like, I'll go find it for you. It's like 50 bucks. Yeah. He didn't have them. Like he's like, oh, I'll go, I'll go try to find them. Yeah. Well, because we're like, poor Barb, we put her on this, this lake rocket. She got a headache. She, oh my God. And she was visiting from Florida. It was not a fun thing. No. So (laughs) love you, Barb. Sorry. So he, he goes and he finds the glasses and we're like, we don't have cash. We don't have the money. He's <laughs> like, then have you'll the have money. to come to my house yeah. and drop off money. And sure enough, we went, we got cash, and we dropped off the money. He was so shocked that we actually showed up, I think, yeah. with the money, too. Of course. Yeah. Of We're course. like good people. So listen, if you ever take a vacation <laughs> with us, be ready. Have your will done. Yes. I mean, Bring a helmet. Bring a helmet, because we always like to do crazy stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like anytime we're around other people, we like are the ultimate entertainers. Mm-hmm. We have to entertain people. Because we did the same thing, basically the same trip with your brother maybe a month or two before and had like the time of our lives so we're like oh well my mom's coming let's do the same crazy shit. maybe but that's what we like to do in general anyways that's with true. the tour and with nurse kind of see like we love to entertain and throw parties and have a good time yeah, and so isn't that funny? i think we're pretty good at it so speaking of that cheers to us we have our mimosas sorry about putting this podcast out late when we flew out, there was this that storm coming through, and luckily our plane got delayed, but we made it out just in time. Yeah. And then what did we forget this morning? We were hot mess. <laughs> well, we had our podcast kit, but we forgot the little SD card. Oops. So oops. I know exactly where like it is CVS. on the bus. Yeah. I know where it's at on the bus. So cheers. Cheers. Mimosa. Love you, yeah, I love you too. Let's enjoy our vacation. I'm so excited. This is much needed. We have done nearly 40 shows. Which, let me, let me tell you, doing six shows in a row in six different cities is very challenging. There's a lot of logistics involved. Cheers, by the way, to our tour manager, Jeff. Yes, thank who you, Who is Jeff. with us. Jeff has been so instrumental in making things as easy as possible on us. He does all the logistics. He advances the shows He's with each of these theaters. He's the first one theaters. up, the last one Oh my God, he's in bed. Awesome. He's incredible. Thank you. So Jeff. on the tour, I run all the production stuff. So I work with like the lighting people and the sound people. Blake, obviously, he does like the whole run through. He makes sure everything's set up to you know his liking so that he can perform the show. And then he obviously has to be like a hundred and ten percent when he's out there. And then Jeff does all the other stuff. He like sets up the merch table. He gets everything ready. He figures out where the bus driver's going to sleep. Jeff's pissing me off because he got this little chicken, this fake stuffed (laughs) animal chicken, and they hide it in different spots on the bus. And you just hear me screaming at the top of my lungs. So security, because there's always security at these venues and there's always security like between the bus and the venue and all the different places that Blake is at. And it's so funny because they'll come running out because Blake will start screaming. It's Dale. I named him Dale. Dale. It's like this little stuff. It looks like chicken, a real it looks like rooster. A real, ugh. It scares me so much. I am so excited and still living off our Nashville show. I got <sighs> to perform at the Country a Music Hall of Fame and we were the very first comedy act to play at that venue. To, to be invited. Yeah. So, so the people that run it, um, who do all the bookings, they've been trying to, to get comedians because it's, it's this beautiful theater. It's not so real big. It seats about 800 people, but it's like this Coliseum style with a thrust stage. So the stage like 
goes out into the audience. All the biggest country acts have played there. And after my show, the next night, Dolly Parton was performing. The very next night. Yep. We were in her green room. I know. How cool is that? So cool. Super cool. So that was really special because they're like, we find, like literally you were the first comedian, They've the, the board who, because this is the Country Music Hall of Fame. This is like a packed, it was built in 2014. So it's, it's, Fairly new, but it's been around for seven seven years, and um, that was really special. They, they said, were so excited. They sold, sold it. They're like, out. yeah, because nurses, because nurses, you can't say no to nurses. And yep. That's how we got to be the first comedy act. Yep. They're like, how can you say no to this? So and funny. Sure enough, it was yes. so fun. Thank you, everyone who's come out to the show. I'm I'm having a blast with all of you, and I'm looking forward to Lake Three. We have 14 cities left. About because some of those shows are doubles. I think we have 18. 19 shows yeah. because of the doubles. So um, you get tickets at nurseblake.com. Some of the shows are sold out, uh, but there's some where there are still some few tickets left. So make sure yep. you grab them up, nurseblake.com. We added second shows in Salt Lake, Sacramento, Sacramento, Eugene, Eugene, Oregon, and Portland, in Portland. So we have 18 shows, I think. And oh, is there one more? No, I guess I was. No, I think that's yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. We got four doubles coming up. Coming out, Oof. I'm so ready. I love it. I'm having a blast. But I'm so excited to be on Lake Travis uh, in Austin tomorrow. So, y'all, I have a huge fear of bees. Like Huge. It's not like I fear bees. I feel like I could be allergic. <laughs> Which is a fear. I'm pretty sure that if I was stung, I would be allergic. So, first of all, you've never been stung I've been stung by once. It. Oh, you were? Very, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could have been, I was stung. I don't know if it was by a bee. <laughs> you don't know by what? I was stung. Okay, listen. Honeybees, or any kind of bee, like they die if they sting you. The last thing they want to do is sting you. Um, I've been stung I've been stung by a bee once. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been stung by a number of hornets and wasps. Okay. Um, often they'll live on the ground. And so if I'm barefoot, which I'm barefoot all the time, which is so stupid, especially in living in Florida because there's yeah. so many bugs. Uh, just recently, I was stung by a, by a, um, a hornet um, because they were living, they were in our grass, grass yeah. and I stepped on it. I mean, you know, the poor thing. Um, but they don't die. A bee, Dies. like that's like a full commitment Bad. if they're going to sting you. So tomorrow we're going to a bee farm. There's like a, a dad and daughter that run this little honey bee farm, and we're going to go spend two hours with bees. We're going to wear the suits because I want to be wild and help overcome my fear of bees. I love that. They say no one there has been stung except the dad, but he goes out without a suit. Yeah, and even that's probably rare. We're going to take bees by the hand and put them in the thing. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be a great experience. But I was like, "Um, y'all have an EpiPen? And they're like, no, but we're right across from the fire department. Perfect. So just in case... Someone has a reaction. You're going to be fine. Yes. And you know, bees are, I mean, they're so endangered right now too. There's the mass extinction that's going on. And I don't think they've even figured out like why. Exactly I don't think the happening. bees know that. And I think they'll still sting. The bees probably don't know that. So yeah, mm, mm. people get stung by bees. Okay. <laughs> people get, and then what are we doing next? And then we're doing like some like really cool walk on Sunday. Like a spiritual walk. Yeah. Like a guided meditation walk. I can't wait. So that'll be fun. That'll, that'll be, be nice. Fun. We're supposed to have really good weather. It's beautiful out. It's, it's a beautiful. little chilly. As Blake mentioned earlier, we just happened to, we finished up our show in Birmingham and the bus drove us overnight to New Orleans. 
and we took a flight to Austin and then rented a car. Yep. And we just have the timing worked out so perfectly that major storm that's coming across the U.S. We happened to take off right before it hit New Orleans, and it was already the past rain was Austin. coming. It was the rain. The first half of that flight, super sketch. It was pretty bumpy. Super. I was like, oh. Yeah, we we ended up. It was should have been like a one hour flight. It was a two hour flight because we had to go so far north. That's why to it try took to forever. Get, yeah, to try to get away from that. Y'all, it was weather. bumpy. It was like being right. one of my patients when I'm transporting them. So bumpy. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about all about nursing specialties. This is part one. We're going to go over flight nursing, uh, forensic nursing, and correctional nursing. Cool. And then next week, we're going to talk about um, some other nursing jobs. Oh, next week is forensic nursing, legal consultant nurses, and school nurses. This is a great topic because you've always been a big proponent yeah. of explore around with your nursing degree. Explore nursing. I think in nursing school, they just train us to be bedside nurses at hospitals. But we know that only accounts for a little over 50% of the whole nursing field. Like there's so many more cool, high paying jobs out there that some don't even require like advanced degrees that are just so fun. So whenever I hear a nurse that, you know, feels like they're at a job that they don't like in the hospital, especially now they just feel like they have to leave nursing. And I'm like, no, you don't have leave that toxic job, but don't leave nursing. Like there's so many cool different jobs in nursing. We have Halloween coming up. <gasps> I'm so excited. So I got a Boy Scout outfit. <laughs> it's so cute. Where did we buy it at? Okay. We bought that in Chicago. Chicago. There's a little thrift store and they had like a hundred Boy Scout outfits. I'm like, oh, I'll just Which, get that. By the way, that's kind of random. <laughs> that's the only costume there is. Yeah. What? That there was. That oh, I've been able to find store. on the road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we we went to a spirit Halloween in Pittsburgh. Are you going to be randomly. my camp counselor? I'm going to be your camp counselor. Cute. I love that. Yes. People have asked, like, have we done matching outfits before? And we've been together 10 years the only time we've we've done it twice. One time we were the weekend, so I wore a shirt that said Saturday, right. and you wore a shirt that said, a shirt that said Sunday. <laughs> and we said we're the weekend. That was the most laziest costume outfit so ever. It and was, we went to a costume party at a friend's house where they were dressed to the nines. They everybody spent like five hundred bucks on their costume. We come in with two cheesy T-shirts that we ironed on Saturday and Sunday. And where they're like, "Where are you?" We're like, "We're the weekend." They're like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> That'll Meanwhile, forever got, be like, my favorite. Guys dressed up as like Kiss, so in full funny. makeup. But and then oh. one time we were, uh, you were, uh, we were crashed pilot and flight attendant. Okay, that was my favorite. That was really cute. We used to throw the sickest parties at our house in Houston, and so at the time I had that year I had become a pilot and we had our plane, and so everybody, I mean. Everybody said, oh my God, that's so dangerous. You're going to crash. So we decided, well, let's be crashed, burned out, you know, pilot and flight attendant. And so you had a cart and you <laughs> went around the party giving out snacks, snacks. and drinks. <laughs> like a flight attendant. And so I took, I took like an old suit and I'm, and I, we, we tore it we up. We burned it. Burned it. 
I, I got a flight, you know, like captain's hat. And then you had the cutest that, that oh my God, it was so adorable. It was we have really a picture cute. somewhere. We should post we'll that. We'll share it for, for, for Halloween. Halloween. Let's post that. So cute. It's I really love that cute. so much. Um, if I, there's some, it's so funny talking about Halloween or going to spirit Halloween and they have all these sexy nurse costumes, which are a joke. <laughs> yeah. That is nothing like what nurses really wear during our shift. But they're coming out with these sexy, sexy nurse costumes. I wish I could wear that on my shift. No kidding. It's fun. It's okay. fun. Although, let me tell you, who fits in those costumes? No. Well, I'm so big. I don't fit in any Some of that people, stuff, I mean, I guess if you were like wanted a nurse outfit, you could dress up as a pure wick. <laughs> like in blue that's funny and be a pure wick what that's else funny. could you be a dancing pure wick a dancing pure wick oh my gosh so that. funny if you guys have any like fun Halloween costumes that kind of correlate to nursing definitely drop them in my DMs speaking right now. of pure wick what um, have you oh have you posted that video yet what the, the video you showed me at the airport yesterday your new your new video oh no 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 that's coming out okay. in November okay Oh my God, you guys are in for it. I am so excited about this video because I have a new video they have to out. get a Purewick stat. <laughs> get out of here. This is from Everyone Loves. One of my favorite videos is a medical TV shows video with a banana. And I finally, like a year later, two years later, have come out with a part two. I, so can't I wait just for filmed it before it. we left on the tour. And I'm so excited to put it out. Yeah. So it's still being Coming edited. Soon. But hopefully, oh my God. Oh, is that? No, oh, did I just yawn on you? No. Now everyone else is going to yawn listening. Do, you, do, people, do people yawn from just listening to a yawn? Uh, yeah, you know, I read once that it, like, if you're like connected to that individual or like, it's, it's like, a, I mean, it's not like you even have to know the you're person. You're lucky you But it's yawned. like this connection That's cool. thing. I, I, yeah, I'd love to know the physiology behind it. How high up is our elevation here in Austin? That is a good question. So we are up, our house is sitting on top of a hill. Because it took the breath out of me walking up that hill. No, I don't think we're that high. <laughs> I was like, I think we're maybe like a thousand feet. Well, so. I feel it. I don't know. How's the Colorado show going to go? Am I going to oh, be out of breath? Oh, you are going to be in Denver. Mile high city, oh, you're going to be out of breath. My Salt gosh. Lake, same thing. Oh my God. Wow. So you may hear people say, and these are people who like aren't nurses. They're like, a nurse is a nurse. A nurse isn't. If you work in L and D, yeah, you can work in CVU. Like it's fine. Uh, the CVICU. Non-nurses say that. Huh? You mean non-nurses say that? Oh yeah. What did I say? Oh no, I don't know. I just you said some people. I'm like, well, so oh yeah. If you're not in nursing, got it. Like nursing is nursing. Yeah. Well, yeah. People would say like executive leaders and stuff would say, <laughs> oh, a nurse is a nurse. But there's over like a hundred nursing specialties out there, which are so different and vast. That's like saying a doctor's a doctor. Any doctor could do brain surgery. Thank you. Please. Thank you. High five. Yes. Exactly. So boom. stupid. Boom. 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 But and a lot of these specialties require like advanced certifications and stuff yeah um one is a flight nurse i've always thought it would be so cool and, and sexy, so sexy. <laughs> to be to be a flight nurse they wear the best outfits oh my goodness when they walked in the doors you're just like oh my freaking gosh juice and maverick over here a flight nurse so what flight transport nurses do is they take care of patients who are being taken to hospitals or trauma so or trauma centers 
typically on uh, mostly helicopters, but they also do the, the jet jets transports yeah. too. So you can work at a trauma center, which most of the time you meet the patients, you take the helicopter, you meet them on the ground, wherever the trauma is happening. What do I have to do? What'd you say? Oh, oh, your cord was... Uh, your cord. Your cord. Your cord. Your nice cord. <laughs> no, your nice cord. So what was I talking about? Oh, so flight nurses. So flight nurses at trauma hospitals like would go out to the crash scene, pick up the victim, transport them back. If you're not at a trauma center, you're mostly doing facility to facility transfers. Yeah, which is kind of boring. You're not like going to the scene of a crash. You're not like right. It's you know, different. It's your transport. It's your transport. Yep. Still in a helicopter nurse or a badass. Still badass. Jet. Really cool. But not to say that these patients aren't critical. But you're not landing on the scene. You know, which well, I, is different. I mean, they're super critical most of the time. I oh, a hundred. All all the patients that need a flight transport are critical. Yeah. Um, my dad was a flight respiratory therapist, so he was a flight RT, respiratory cool. ray. He did that for a long time, and That's he cool. loved it. He liked it a lot. Do, just by nature, do all flight nurses, like when they're running to a code or running to the helicopter, are they always in slow motion <laughs> in my head? Oh my or gosh. Or do they run like full speed? They're definitely always, they're like sexy life. There's so much slow motion. Like, they're like I, Baywatch. Yeah, like I would picture Baywatch. they need to get there faster. Yeah. They always seem to be running in slow-mo. So flight nursing, it's kind of up and down. Sometimes you could have a boring shift where you're not on any flights, so you're not doing anything. I remember you're just so there for 12 hours. One time we flew into some airport in our little tiny, tiny two-seat plane. Oh yeah. PHI we went, here yeah, in Houston. PHI, that's right, which is we over by them. the med center. Yep. It's um it's a massive like military airport, but no commercial traffic. So we flew in there and we went and saw one of your friends who was a flight nurse. And we went and we saw their their whole shindig. So they basically, it very, felt very military. Like they were just hanging out in a room with like lockers and lounges and stuff. And they're like, yeah, sometimes we just sit here for 12 hours and nothing There's happens. Nothing. And other times we go on six flights. Did PHI, did they do 24-hour shifts? You're right. I feel did. like they did 24-hour shifts. Most wow. in the hospital ones are, I believe, 12. But yeah, I think it, was, it can go 24 hours. It was more like a emergency services type environment. Interesting. PHI wasn't hospital owned. So a lot of flight nurses that I know work in the hospital, but PHI are typically, their their helicopter isn't stored at a hospital. It's stored at an airport. Right. And they go, they're contracted to go on scene, do the transports and stuff. So that's yep. interesting. And I don't remember what, I forget the name of that airport, but um, I think PHI also does, they're a massive transportation company. company. They do like yeah. helicopters to all the oil rigs out in the, yes, the Gulf of Mexico. Crazy. Yeah, that's remember, because cool. remember they had yeah. all of those there too. These right. things, they, they fit like 30 people. Yep. And they taxi like a plane. Like these hel those helicopters are sick. I think a lot of people think that every hospital has a, a helipad that's accessible to the hospital, and that's no. not true. So I've worked at some hospitals where there's a helipad right across the street from the hospital, but you have to call and reserve an ambulance to transport them from the helipad to the hospital. Right, right there, right next It's door. like dumb. So dumb. That's Oh, I worked at a level one trauma center, Ben Top Hospital. They don't accept heliport transports. 
Oh, that's right. They only yeah, but um, Memorial Herman Herman does right next right door. next door. Two level one trauma centers right next to each other. I think Bentop could accept helicopter patients, but they have to land somewhere else and get transported. Like it's just you would assume all level one trauma centers have helicopter access, right? But I learned working in Houston that that's not always the case. The other cool part about that, even though they were right next to each other, one of them. Memorial Herman specialized in like car crashes and stuff. And the, and Bentop gunshot wounds. was gunshot wounds and like stabbings and yeah. stuff like that. And, and what's so crazy is they're right next to each other. Like literally they're almost right connected. next door. We would get lunch at Memorial Herman <laughs> from Bentop <laughs> on breaks. Service. They did have better food service. Cause they were, yeah, they were, yeah. Not they, the county, the county hospital. hospital. Yeah. So funny. I loved working at Bentop though. I miss everyone there. Yeah, yeah, you're still really close. Yeah, I them. love Houston. I I like the whole medical center. So fun and sexy. Um, so <laughs> so on a helicopter, you typically have three people. You have to work autonomously, so you don't have like a whole team accessible to you when a patient's crashing. I mean, it is it's the pilot who's just flying. Right. You have the flight nurse. Okay. And then you have a paramedic and or respiratory therapist and typically it's just or paramedic so or no RT. doctors no doctors no mds flight nurses calling all the shots when it comes to this very cool yeah. you have protocols that you're following of course um obviously but it's a flight nurse that's really so you're the head you're the head cheese yep you're the head medical professional over yep. the emt yep very mm-hmm. cool well that's interesting yep I like that. I just always, I hate to say it, I always assume there's an MD. But then again, you know, like doctors don't go to the scene of a crash. Right. You know, that's paramedics. Yeah. Occasionally a nurse, but probably yeah. only if they come in a helicopter, I guess. Yep. Very cool. So to become a flight nurse, everyone wants to know this. You don't automatically become a flight nurse. There's only a few flight nurse positions ever available in a huge city market. Um so most flight nurse positions require around five years of bedside experience in the ICU, ED, and trauma. You definitely have to be physically fit uh, to meet the physical requirements of the job and strong leadership skills to communicate with a variety of people in high-stress situations. Um, they provide medical care who are often to patients in critical condition before, during, and after air transportation. And flight nurses worked varied shifts from 12-hour shifts to 24-7 on-call rotations. Really, really fun. Super cool job. Super cool job. Speaking of <laughs> flight nurses and flight nursing, um, I we are going to do a game. Oh, cool. Okay. And I'm going to do it with a pilot. And guess who's the pilot? You. Private pilot. You are the pilot. Yeah. Uh, this is aviation trivia. Okay. <laughs> We're going to see if you know. Oh, gosh. I haven't flown a plane in That's okay. three years. And by the way, I'm sorry. These are not ABCD. Oh, just I just have to throw an answer out. Love it. Yep. I, don't, I don't need options. Maybe uh, I got this. The first solo flight across the Atlantic Ocean was performed by who? Um, it's not Amelia Earhart because we don't know nope. if she made it. It was Charles Lindbergh. Yeah, good job. Amazing. At what age can you receive your private pilot's license? I think to be a private pilot, you can get one at 16. 17. 17. Yep, okay. close. Close. 
Um, where did the Wright brothers' historic flight take place? That was in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Ah, oh my God, you're so good at this. <laughs> um, what was John F. Kennedy International Airport called prior to being named after the former U.S. president? Oh, Lord. So JFK's in New York. Uh, I do not know. Idlewild. 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 Oh, I've heard of that. Okay. Number five. What are the top three busiest U.S. airports based on passenger emplanements? All right. I would say JFK, uh, LAX, and Chicago O'Hare. You're missing. I'm surprised you. So replace JFK. Really? Yeah. With LaGuardia? No. No. With. Um, you know. MCO? No, God. where do we always have to fly into? Oh my God, Atlanta. That's Hartford. number one, oh, obviously. Freaking. So Atlanta, Atlanta LAX, LAX, Chicago, Chicago O'Hare. O'Hare. Okay, you could fly Plenty. from Miami to the Keys and have a freaking layover in Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Atlanta. If you're flying into the Southeast, you're going to Atlanta. That's why I love living in Houston because we never had layovers anywhere when it came to flights and you were like two and a half hours away from Cali, two and a half hours away from the East Coast, living in Orlando at MCO, there's always a layover in Atlanta. And we have been stuck overnight in Atlanta a number of times. It's a cool airport. Like I love walking the airport. It's like so pretty. They have cool tunnels, but it's like sucks. They even have like little bedrooms you could rent. Oh, they in do. Atlanta, yeah. remember? But they were all booked. Little micro hotel. So funny. Um, dumb. What are the four forces needed to make an airplane fly? Oh my gosh. Oh, my flight instructor is going to kill me. Um, Layton. L- Layton. Yeah. Uh, lift, thrust. Uh huh. Um, lift, thrust. It's not drag. Yep, that's one. Is one. Yep. And um, lift, thrust, drag, and uh, speed. Wait, wait. wait. Thrust, drag, weight, and lift. Um, Which aircraft was used on the first cross-Atlantic solo flight? Oh, that was the uh, Spirit of St. Louis. Yeah, good job. What year did commercial jet service begin? Wow, jet service. I want to say that was 50s or 60s. Yep, Um, 1952. Okay, early 50s. Which type of aircraft has a motor but no wings? Um, Helicopter? A blimp. Oh, yeah. Okay, because helicopter, those are almost like wings. Have I been on a blimp? Hot air balloon. Oh, my. Those are scary. I, Nan, thank you so much. She got me and Grant, <laughs> me and Grant, a hot air balloon ride out of Florida. Okay. She didn't come with us. She just sent us on it for like our birthdays. It was so fun and so cool, but so scary. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's I would like that. so scary. That's like jumping in a boat and just letting the currents take you somewhere. It's, it's like, like mm. oh my gosh. It was so, I freaked out the whole time. Um, it was it was so cool. It was so pretty. You do it at sunrise, so it's like in the morning, and it's oh, like that's why perfect. you hated it. Oh, because they had to get up early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sunrise. No, it's scary. When we came down, like you come down really fast, and it's not a soft landing. Like we hit the ground, 
boom, popped up again, boom, oh boom. And you like skidded down and you're no, just like you. falling on people. And you're like, oh my God, it's amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. But wow. a really cool experience, but one that I will only do that one time. Perfect. It was a definitely, definitely once in a lifetime. Did that. Would that. you want to do that? No. I, I, no. I can understand how it's really majestic and, and very smooth mm. and calm mm-hmm. while you're in the air. Yeah. Uh, although I would, I guess it could get a little bumpy. Bumpy. Yeah. Bump, where is the place that they do like New Mexico? Uh, yeah. Santa Fe. Oh, not Fun. Santa Fe. Albuquerque, I think. Fun a with the blimp with rides. The, uh, hot air balloons. Hot air balloons. Yeah. Fun. I love that. Um, next job after flight nurse, which is such a cool job. Oh my gosh. Oh, we're done with the quiz. Yeah, you're done with the quiz. Oh, good, good job. You did. Maybe I'm going to have to call your flight instructor. Like a C. C's not passing okay, here. I'm right, sorry. When it comes to nursing, a C's not passing. You want to think C's get degrees until uh, they don't. They don't. Until you fail. <laughs> and then you have telephone triage nurses. Very popular now type oh. of job. Telephone triage telehealth nursing is a nursing specialty designed to help patients who can't get to a doctor's office or hospital to determine the level of care they need. So a lot of insurance companies, they have the nurse hotline. So you could call the hotline uh, yes. and they'll be like, you should just go to an urgent care, call your primary, or you need to get to a hospital right away. Wow. Almost like a 911. Yep. Almost like a 911. Telephone triage nurses are in high demand. They help uh, doctors reduce their patient load by helping patients with minor health issues determine whether they need to seek emergency medical attention or can wait. The majority of telephone triage services are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Because of this, telephone triage nurses may be required to work odd hours, including night shifts. But really freaking cool. I mean, you could work from home. Yeah, most times work from from anywhere. I know. You could work for some system in California, probably. And you, oh, you could work from anywhere. Yeah, as telephone triage. A lot of hospitals have that now where you could call the hospital nurse hotline. And see, especially during COVID. Yep, yep. that's right. Remember that. Yeah. Um, I t- I applied for a job in um like an eye doctor clinic, and we were going to have to take a lot of like telephone triage calls from the doctor's patients. Wow, um, which is interesting. And you have like procedures and protocols that you follow when you're answering these calls. A lot of documenting, but it's important to have experience uh, working at the bedside in person. Because it helps build your your level of competent patient care when you're having to assess a patient that you're just speaking with and right. not able to see them. So you have to have that triage experience because you're basically triaging over the phone. Yeah, and you're relying on them telling you what's wrong. So, I mean, you got to have really good people skills to probably get them to understand what they need to look for. And yep. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how that pays. Probably good. Telehealth yeah. is all new and up and coming, so I'm sure it pays pretty well. I'd be really curious about that, yeah. Yeah, telephone triage nurses. Good news, <laughs> you don't got to work at the bedside. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's good to get yeah. it. Yeah. Get it, get it's it. Funny. Work from home. You can work from home. Well, there's so I would many. assume. You could work for like an ambulance ambulatory care clinic you could work for a hospital you could work for an insurance company there's so many different you know places that you could work for in telehealth very nice and then you have correctional care nursing 
So um, these people, individuals, nurses, work in correctional care. So that's jails and prisons. Yep. Um, which patients need care everywhere. We've met they a are. lot of correctional nurses over the past couple of years. We have. And they are they love it. They love one. it. Absolutely love it. A lot of them have told me in my conversations with them that they feel that they are providing an opportunities for these inmates because you know so many inmates end up with mental health, health issues. issues that completely go untreated. And so the reality is that the correctional nurses are sort of the de facto everything, including mental health as well. And yeah. they feel, they, I think they feel very fulfilled by their role yeah. um, as, as a correctional nurse. Yep. So working at jails, working, you know, in prison facilities, uh, helping inmates. And I definitely think there's a level of um, compassion required for this, you know, nursing practice. I know not everyone could be a correctional care nurse. Uh, not everyone should be a correctional care nurse. You definitely have to have that love, compassion, you know, for this patient population, but definitely needed in these areas. Um, I wonder the difference. I mean, there are so many different types of correctional facilities. There it's got to be such a wide range. I mean, everything from supermax to immigration detention facilities yep. to, um, you know, small local county jails. Um, and even, I guess there wouldn't be any type of outpatient type of issues. It's all pretty no. much for in, and mostly they call for that incarcerated. infirmaries. 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 Yeah. Yep. So very cool. Like you said, we know a lot of correctional nurses and they love it. Yes. They love their job. Yep. So next week we're going to talk about forensic nursing. Very, very cool. Legal consultant nurses. You money. can get paid money, five hundred dollars <laughs> an hour. I'm a nurse Do consultant. All day. Yes, and then school nurses. Fun. So I love that. So that will be nursing specialty part two next week. Some shout outs to Maya. Shout out to Ashley, my roommate and fellow nurse. <gasps> my favorite thing this week. Oh my gosh! I know. How do we miss that? What my is favorite it? thing this week is Airbnb, <laughs> <laughs> because so Airbnb. Is good and bad. I think yeah. it's great because it allows you to find so many different cool places to stay, which right now we're sitting at a great, really pretty, cute little lake house. But also through Airbnb, I booked our meditation walk and I also booked our B experience Stop it. on Airbnb. Really? Yep. That's all through. That's really They're cool. called Airbnb experiences. Oh, I love that. And that's why I think I, I really like it and enjoy it. Very cool. Easy to book, easy to communicate. Um, the person we're renting from their Airbnb, they get back to me in like an hour if there's any issues. Uh, with the the storm and the the wind, there were like a ton of leaves and branches in the pool, but they come out, they have a pool person cleaning that up right now. The bad thing about Airbnb is they'll say a stay is 200, 300 a night, but then with all <laughs> the taxes, fees, Airbnb fees, cleaning fees, you're now paying like over 500 bucks a night, Jeez. which kind of sucks, yeah. but- Kind of sucks. It very sucks. Well, let me tell you too. Very much sucks. In terms of the places, because we we used to Airbnb a little bit more than we do now, and um, I do not like Airbnb Airbnb in a condo building. There's nothing worse than riding in an elevator with residents, and they're looking at you with your luggage, knowing that you're the Airbnb person. That mm -hmm. is 
awkward. I don't like it one I like the houses. I like a house. I like the houses. Yeah, Yeah. if you want to rent a house, Disney, there is now an an entire industry with neighborhoods of like McMansions that are all owned by people in like Saudi Arabia and London and Paris. And they they invest in these homes and then they, they rent them out. And it's cheaper than staying at a resort at Disney World and you have this whole huge house to yourself. It's really cool. We did that with my family. That was so fun. So fun. I would rather stay at one of those cool Disney Airbnb houses because they theme all the rooms. The girls had like Elsa rooms and Frozen rooms, Star Wars rooms. Big Yeah, so cool. It's much cheaper, surprisingly, and you have much more space. If you have at least like three families, it's more economical than staying like at Disney Economical? Economical. Economical. That's a word. Yeah. Ergonomics. Ergonomics? No, Ergonomics. that's like the chair that you're sitting in. No, economic. Oh, right. Economics. I didn't know if you were talking about the chair. <laughs> oh my gosh, word of the day. Uh, economical. Econ- I know economics. I didn't know economical. Yeah, something something is economical, meaning it's it's uh it's uh not cheap, but it makes sense financially. Okay. Fun. So favorite thing this week, <laughs> whatever you're talking favorite about. Favorite word this week. Fav- favorite thing this week is Airbnb. My favorite thing next week is probably going to be Crocs because one thing we are going to do in Austin is go Croc shopping. Which Fun. I'm so excited about. Okay. <laughs> so Maya, shout out to Ashley, my roommate and fellow nursing student. I would not be able to make it through nursing school without you by my side. Aww. You're going to be an amazing nurse one day. And also thank you for taking me to see Nurse Blake for my birthday in Grand Rapids. Oh, fun. Fun shows. That was a blast. Becca, I want to shout out to my mom, Linda. She has been a rehab nurse for over 39 years. I am a music therapist in an acute patient inpatient child psychiatry and I'm finishing my master's in healthcare administration. My mom inspired me to pursue a career in healthcare because of her selfless attitude and passion for helping others. I introduced her to your podcast and social media pages and we love your content. Lisa, I'm a physical therapist and used to work very closely with nurses and CNAs and I love them all so much. I want to give a shout out to all the fantastic nurses and CNAs I worked with on the rehab unit at Rhode Island Hospital. Unfortunately, the unit has since closed down, but I'll never forget the wonderful memories we shared working together as a rehab family. Aww, Aww that's so cute. And a shout out to all the PTs out there. Yes, yeah, shout out to all the awesome physical therapists. And Noreen, hi, Blake and Brett. I'd like to send a shout out to my daughter, Sarah who is uh, the one who turned me on to your hilarious podcast. We love you guys. Sarah, who we lovingly call Sassy. (laughs) I love that. Is a nursing student at MUSC Accelerated Nursing Program. Hey, Sassy, keep up the amazing work as you pursue your dream of becoming a nurse. All the long hours and hard work you are putting in will soon be paying off. You are more than halfway there, girl, and you are doing great. What you lack in self-confidence is more than made up with your kind, nurturing, empathetic personality. Aww. You are going to be an awesome nurse. Just keep being the wonderful you. Love you lots, Mom. Nurse Maureen. That is so Love sweet. Love the shout-outs. Thank you guys so much for listening. So sorry this podcast is being posted a little bit later than usual. We will make sure the next one next week is posted on time nursing specialties part two thank you guys so much love you guys hope you have a great day and a great week bye everybody bye